Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is, wherever you are tuning in. Thank you so much for joining me today uh, for this next episode of Facebook Live. And this will also be posted on Instagram, although uh, due to my uh, Wi-Fi uh, limitations, uh, I won't be live on Instagram for this series, but I'll be posting these later in that forum as well. So uh, I'm back on Facebook Live. It's lovely to be here. Uh, thank you uh, for being here as well. I really appreciate it. I wouldn't be here without you all, obviously. So thank you for that. And as many of you probably know by now, I've been doing Facebook Live uh, since March 2020. I started doing Facebook Live as a way of um, hoping to help, really, the lockdown situation and things like that. And, it's just something I've continued to do uh, since uh, the ending uh, of the lockdowns and things like that. And when I first started, I, I was doing Facebook Lives uh, once a day. Uh, I did once a day for know, about a year and a half. Uh, then I ran out of things to talk about. <laughs> so I started to do it about twice a week after that. And now I'm doing them, I usually do about a month, maybe four or five weeks of Facebook Live sessions as a way of gearing up for an online meditation program, which is what I'm doing here today. Uh, I have a new program coming up in January I'm very excited about. So uh, I'll just speak a little bit about the program that I'll be offering. And then we'll do a guided meditation and then I'll offer a little bit of a talk. So the upcoming meditation program that I, I just mentioned is entitled Resting in a Non-Reactive Space. Resting in a Non-Reactive Space. And so it's a really a deep dive into a, a profound state of resting where in this state of rest, um, we recognize how things arise and pass, and so we don't need to be attached to them or identified with them, but we can simply allow these experiences to self-liberate. So I'll speak a little bit more about that in a few moments, but before I get to that, just a little bit of the, the details on the retreat program itself. So the retreat is offered in uh, small group sessions, usually roughly 16 to 20 people. And they're all live. Nothing is pre-recorded. Uh, so I'll be facilitating each and every session. Uh, the sessions are two hours apiece and we meet twice a week. So it's an eight-week program. And again, nothing is pre-recorded. So I'm there with everyone uh, and really working to facilitate the program uh, completely live. So this runs January 3rd to February 25th, 2023, just right around the corner. Uh, and this is in USA time now, uh, Tuesdays and Saturdays at 7 p.m. East Coast of America. So that's going to be 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. here in Thailand. Just adjust your clocks accordingly. 
if you have some questions about the times, you can always Google uh, 7 p.m. in New York City is what time in the Philippines or France or wherever you are. And that'll tell you exactly the time that you can expect to be at the program. So that's the first section. There are two sections. The first section is, is designed to cater uh, mostly to North America. But also I get some participants in that section, usually from Thailand or the Philippines, places in Asia, who like to have an early morning start to the day. Then there's a second section. That second section is designed to cater primarily to Europe or people in Asia who like a later start to the day. And that runs uh, January 4th to February 26th, 2023. And we meet Wednesdays and Sundays at 8 a.m. GMT. So again, please do adjust your clocks accordingly. That's 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. here in Thailand, if that makes things easier in that way. So what's included? The retreats include a variety of guided meditations, uh, a lot of Q&A opportunity, interactive discussion with your fellow retreat participants and myself. All of the retreats are offered within a secular voice. Although my training is in the Buddhist traditions, and I've trained quite deeply and extensively in many of the Buddhist traditions, uh, I offer everything in such a way that these practices can be done uh, for people of all religions, all walks of life, any background or no religion, no faith, that's also fine. Everyone's welcome. Likewise, everything that I offer this retreat included is offered within a trauma-sensitive framework. I've studied quite deeply around uh, trauma-sensitive offerings, been certified in advanced trauma-sensitive mindfulness with David Trelevin and uh, studied a bit with uh, uh, Peter Levine and, and Gabor Mate. So I um, consider myself well-versed in uh, the aspects of trauma. As I mentioned a little bit earlier, the group numbers are kept quite low. I allow for ample space and time for each participant to share if they wish to share. And so I generally cap the retreats at roughly 15 to 20 people per section. So that being said, uh, if you're considering signing up, please do sign up ahead of time. Also, I make myself available for one-to-one -one sessions throughout the eight-week course at no extra charge, the retreat participants. And the live sessions are voluntary. The sessions are recorded and shared privately amongst the group participants. So if you need to miss a couple of sessions or many sessions, or even if you want to do the whole course at your own pace, at your own time, you're welcome to do that. Now, these pre-recorded videos will not be packaged and sold later. Uh, again, everything that I offer is offered live. So I don't, I don't do pre-recorded courses or anything like that. I do have one thing available online that I did for a friend of mine uh, through uh, the Joy Academy, and that is available on my website as well. That's a loving kindness course. Okay, what does the online course cost? 
Well, for the complete eight-week offering, the cost is 99 US dollars. Why is it so affordable? Well, because I live in a part of the world where the US dollar is, is quite potent still. And so uh, my geography allows me to keep my price point affordable for most people. That being said, if you find the $99 price point a little too expensive or out of your budget for any reason, please reach out. Nobody is turned away for lack of funds. This retreat is also uh, appropriate for people of all meditation experience levels. Beginners, intermediate, advanced are all welcome. Okay, let's do a little bit of meditating. So this will be a resting meditation and I'll be guiding the whole time. And then I'll do a little bit of a talk uh, so if you have any questions about the practice that we do, uh, you might want to hang on to those because maybe those will be answered in the talk. If they're not answered during the talk, that's fine. You can always message me. Uh, send, feel free to send over questions. Uh, you can send them to my website, suchsweetthunder.org, where you can find all the retreat information as well there. Or you can send them to me through Messenger or just post them on the comments underneath the video and I'm happy to get through those questions. Okay, this will be a guided meditation into a deep and radical state of resting. I hope you enjoy. So the invitation here is simply to arrive into this present moment. And there are many ways of arriving and connecting to the present moment. And for this practice, I think we can start with the experience of the breath. And so the invitation here then is to take a nice deep breath. really feeling into how the breath feels as it moves through the body. The rising and falling of the abdomen. The expanding and contracting of the rib cage with each breath. Perhaps noticing the shoulders rising and falling as you inhale and exhale. the back moving out as you breathe in and in as you breathe out. And while we're noticing the breath, perhaps noticing how the temperature changes from cooler to warmer at the nose and the back of the throat with each breath. Resting, resting.
So while we're here resting with the experience of the breath, we'll take just a few moments here to formulate our intention for this practice. So just noting here, perhaps our intention is to find this radical state of rest. May this practice help me rest. Or may this practice guide me to non-reactivity. Or you might simply just offer yourself a repeated word like resting, resting, resting. And so in the next breath or two then, we can gently put the intention for this practice into the background of awareness while bringing into the foreground of awareness any sensations arising from the feet. Perhaps noticing the contact of the feet against the floor or the carpet or ground. Inviting the muscles in the feet to relax, rest and grow soft. We might also notice sensations of clothing against the legs. Inviting the muscles in the legs to relax and unwind, rest. We might also notice the weight of the body against the cushion or chair or mat or floor. Inviting the muscles underneath those sensations to relax and unwind. Perhaps noticing the hands resting against the body or touching each other. The arms resting against the body. Inviting the hands and arms to relax, grow soft, rest. We might notice sensations of clothing against the back. Inviting the muscles in the back to unwind, grow soft, relax. Perhaps noticing sensations of clothing moving to adjust with the rising and falling of the abdomen. It's quite common for the human body to contain tension or stress in the abdomen. So just taking a few moments here to invite all of the muscles in the abdomen to relax, rest, grow soft.
we might also notice sensations of clothing against the shoulders, inviting the muscles in the shoulders to unwind, rest. There may be sensations arising throughout the back of the neck and the sides of the neck, inviting the muscles in the neck to rest, relax. And perhaps noticing sensations arising throughout the cheeks of the face. Letting any tension or stress that's held in the face go. And noticing sensations arising from the top of the head. Resting, resting. And if at any point during the meditation, you should connect with discomfort, before moving to alleviate the discomfort, whether that's an itch or an ache, pose the question, can I rest with this? Can I rest with this? If the answer is yes, then continue resting in the present moment. And if the answer is no, then move to alleviate the discomfort and return to rest. From time to time, you could check your shoulders. Are they resting? Checking in with the muscles of the jaw, perhaps unhooking the jaw if it's tense. Is the jaw really at rest? Checking in with the arms and hands. Are they resting? Noticing the back. Is the back really at rest? And checking in with the abdomen. Is the abdomen resting? Noticing the legs and feet. Are the legs and feet really at rest? And 
inviting your body to rest completely. If you notice any remaining tension in the body, you might wish to imagine or visualize that tension melting like ice on a hot summer day. This tension in the body dissolving, melting through the skin, down into the cushion or the floor, soaking into the floorboards through the cement, letting that tension go all the way down into the earth, letting go, resting. this point, there's nothing to figure out. You don't need to make anything happen. So it's quite easy then to simply remain at rest. Resting in the body, resting in the mind, resting in the heart. Just rest. And as we allow the body to rest, and we don't do anything with the body, Notice what happens to sensations. And you might notice how the sensations of the body arise and they pass. And we can remain at rest. as we allow the mind to rest. And we don't do anything with the mind. Notice what happens with the thoughts. And you might notice that your thoughts arise. They stay for a while. And then they pass and you can remain at rest. And as you allow your heart to rest, and you don't do anything with your heart, Notice what happens with your feelings and emotions. 
might notice as the heart remains at rest, these feelings and emotions arise. They stay for a while and then they pass. And we can remain at rest. Resting in the body, resting in the mind, resting in the heart, just rest. As discomfort arises, can I rest with this? Resting vast, open, and spacious like the night sky. Thoughts, feelings, emotions, sensations all arise and pass through like clouds and eventually they dissolve and we can remain at rest. Not entertaining the past, not pursuing the future, not dwelling on the present. There's nothing to work at, there's nothing to control. And so we can remain at rest. So in the next few moments, I'll ring the sound of the bell to signal the end of this guided meditation and bring us back into a conversational space. So if you were guide, if you were enjoying that meditation with me, it might be helpful then to just slowly 
reorient yourself to your surroundings, perhaps scanning the horizon. Lots of studies around uh, how scanning the horizon, even if we're indoors in our own apartment or house, familiar settings, often scanning the horizon can provide a sense of calm for the nervous system. So, resting, the practice of resting. And so maybe you noticed in that practice uh, that this is not your, I think I'll take a nap for an hour type of resting, <laughs> right? This is not resting on a, on a lazy day in the midst of a middle, in the midst of um, a very busy work week, for example. But this is really a, a complete and radical state of rest that we can actually inhabit in the midst of a very hectic work week without taking a day to rest in between. We can actually learn to inhabit this state of rest becomes our baseline, our normal way of operating in the world. And so this practice is really dependent on a very deep understanding of impermanence, a very deep grasp of this really law of nature that everything that arises passes. In fact, when the Buddha gave his first discourse, his first teaching, which is known as the teaching which set the Dharma wheel in motion, one of the students that were there, there were only five ascetics that were listening to the Buddha at that first teaching. Kadanya, Kadanya stood up after the teaching and said, whatever arises ceases, and the Buddha looked at Kadanya and saw that his third eye had opened and he was radiant and glowing. And there's all kinds of uh, mythological language in that paragraph or two in the, in the text. And the Buddha finally says, uh, you have awakened, or something like that. I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> he is awakened, he is enlightened. Everything that arises, he says. Essentially, he grasped the Buddha's teachings. And so this deep state of rest is really uh, dependent on that grasping of impermanence. So part of the course that I'll be offering, the eight-week course, we will be engaging in some teachings around impermanence as a way of really deepening our understanding into that. Now from the Tibetan tradition, it's offered that we have three ways of learning we can hear a teaching, and in this day and age also this includes reading, and that's one way of learning. We're introduced to a teaching. Maybe if this is your first time uh, hearing me talk or hearing me offer teachings on resting, uh, this would be, you know, hearing the teaching for the first time, or maybe hearing it many times. That's also part of hearing the teaching. The second 
uh, way or mode of learning is to contemplate the teaching. So this is when we really take it with us and chew on it for a while. You know, what are the implications of this resting? What does it mean to really rest very deeply? You might uh, talk about it with friends or colleagues and so forth. And the third modality of learning is to meditate on the teaching. And this is considered to be really quite important in many of the contemplative traditions. And it's, it is in the meditative process that we actually come to feel what the teachings are pointing at. We come to know the teachings in an embodied way. So this is actually quite important, right? Because, and, and impermanence is a, is a really great lens to see this through, right? Because we've all heard about impermanence. We all naturally know that everything's changing all of the time, that nothing stays the same, right? We may have even contemplated this, perhaps if we've lost a, a loved one or a relationship that we were really uh, enthusiastic about suddenly comes to an end or we lose a pet or any of these losses really uh, provide an opportunity to connect to the impermanent nature of reality. So maybe we've contemplated on impermanence. But very few people have meditated on impermanence. And I think this is why we can see how when things change, uh, people suffer. Because even though we've heard about impermanence, even though we've contemplated impermanence, perhaps, it is that, that meditating on impermanence, that allowing the, the fact of impermanence to be felt all the way down into the bones is really um, helpful in engaging in impermanence and really coming to know how things arise and pass. So I don't want to talk too much about impermanence here today uh, because that's a whole nother course. Maybe I'll be offering that in the summer. <laughs> so, but impermanence is really necessary for this state of rest. So as you may remember in the guided meditation that I, that I just offered there, we looked at three ways or, or modes of resting, right? Resting in the mind, resting in the body, resting in the heart. And generally, when I offer this type of practice, I start with the body. The body is really the fundamental, right? We're all embodied beings. And if we can really successfully invite the body to rest, the mind and heart rests much easier. This is really pointing at that mind-body connection. And so in the practice we just explored, we kind of briefly brought awareness through the body. It wasn't a complete body scanning practice, but as we brought awareness through the body, we invited the body to rest very deeply. And then we circled back through the body a couple of times in different ways and continuing to invite the body to rest. 
And then in that state of rest, there can be tension that arises in the muscles perhaps, or aches, or soreness, or you may have chronic pain like arthritis or, or um, other chronic pains that might be there. But even the chronic pain shifts and changes and evolves and morphs. And so as we find this state of rest, one can kind of perhaps feel that rest underneath the sensations of the body. And the sensations of the body arise out of that state of rest and then return back as they dissolve back into that state of rest. So again, this is what, why that uh, why embracing impermanence is so important for this practice. Because then we're not tempted to, to necessarily itch the first itch or scratch the first itch that appears or alleviate the first discomfort that appears. We can actually re remember, oh yes, this is uncomfortable right now and I don't need to react to that discomfort but I can respond by resting. And then we brought awareness to the mind, the thinking, the thoughts, also the, the attitudes of the mind, the moods of the mind, things that arise in the mind that may be nonverbal. And we continue to invite the mind to rest, allowing all of the activities of the mind to arise and pass. This here becomes quite interesting because usually it's the activity of the mind that we're primarily identified with, right? Most people really feel that, that they're a voice back here behind the eyes or in, yeah, right behind the eyes usually over here kind of looking out at a world out there and the body's just kind of dangling below us, right? But as we experience the arising and the passing of the activity of the mind, our identity with the, the mind starts to loosen. We start to recognize that we're not the thoughts, but we're the observer of the thoughts. We're not the opinions and views that we might hold on to so dearly, but the, we're the one who's resting with those opinions and views. Those views, those opinions, they too arise. They stay for a while, pretend to be all important, and then they dissolve. Now they may come up, up again 10 minutes later, but they do have a lifespan. They do have a lifespan. And then we practice resting in the heart, inviting the heart to rest. And in this deep state of rest, we notice the emotions that might be there, anger, fear, rage, longing, cravings, desires. These all too arise and pass. And the more we see that, the more we practice witnessing the arising and passing of our emotions, the less likely we are to react when they're there, right? We recognize that, oh, 
anger is here, and we know that this anger won't stay for very long. Usually when, when anger arises, it feels pretty permanent, right? It feels like we're always gonna be angry at this person, that it's just the way it's gonna be from now on. <laughs> right, but when we step back and really look at that, we know that's not true. This anger is of the nature of being born, it's also of the nature of dying. And so we find this rest over and over again, finding our way back to rest. And what, and just one more thing, and then we'll start to bring this to a close. I've gone a little bit longer than I intended to. But one of the interesting points of this is that the deeper we can rest, the more we can feel. Because what keeps us from feeling emotions, certain emotions or feelings, certain bodily sensations, what keeps us from feeling certain mind states, is our resistance to those. And we can't be in a state of resistance and rest at the same time. So as we practice resting very, very deeply, those resistances start to soften. And we awaken to a much more vibrant life, a much more alive way of living, a rich and full expression of humanity, complete with every emotion filled with every bodily sensation from the most pleasant and blissful to the most painful and yeah, the most painful. And what's interesting is in this state of rest, there's enough space to hold all of that. So I think that's all I've got to say. I hope you will join me for this eight-week online program. We start again the first week of January. Uh, for all the information about the online meditation retreat, please visit my website, suchsweetthunder.org. And I will be back here doing the same thing in a week's time. That's the plan anyway. Things change sometimes. but planning on doing this every Tuesday throughout the month of December. So I hope to see you there, and I hope you all have a beautiful week ahead. Thank you so much. Thank you. And I'll ring the bell to close us out.